You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 67. Do you feel constantly pulled back onto your phone for work, but you want to distance yourself from more screen time? It can feel like a never-ending cycle to try to reduce your screen time without reducing your engagement on social platforms that require you to be active all the time. Let's chat about how you can realistically reduce your screen time and focus more on creating content rather than consuming it. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of the podcast. Honestly, I am so excited to talk about this topic of screen time, and I'm really surprised that this is the first time that I've talked about this because this is really something that I'm really passionate about in my own life, and it is something that my husband and I have really set a lot of boundaries around for our family and for ourselves, and so I'm kind of surprised that I've never talked about it on the podcast before. But this idea came from a previous podcast episode that I did talking about strategies to connect with your audience. And one of my lovely listeners, Jennifer, she reached out to me and said that she would love to hear more about this topic of consuming less content and creating more. And this is really just the perfect time of year to really be thinking about this because there is just so much going on in our world. There is so much that is just happening all the time. And so really being on our phones less often and being less plugged into just the noise out there, I think is something that's really important and really healthy for us as entrepreneurs. Now, if you are new to the podcast, I always like to do a quick little welcome to all of those who are just tuning in for the first time. I would love to know how you found out about the podcast and you can always connect with me over on Instagram at Grace and Vine. But my name is Madison Wetherill and I am a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. Basically, that means that I help food bloggers to connect more with their audience through beautiful and strategic websites and brands that really help them to speak their message and just connect with people on a totally different and deeper level. We also have our signature package, which is designer for a day, which is basically when we pop into your website and take care of that never ending to-do list of items that you might have just growing and growing of things that need to be fixed on your website. We hop in there, take care of those in one day, and it is really just one of my favorite ways to work with clients who maybe love their branding or like the theme that they're using and they really just need some help with fixing up some loose ends. And so it's been a really great way to be able to work with a ton of people. So if you're ever curious about working with us and how you can find out more about that, you can go to our website at graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to see all of the different services that we have for this year to find out our current wait time and when you should reach out. Hint, the answer is as soon as possible because we are often booked out a few months in advance. Our designer for a day option is usually a lot faster to get in, but it can often be a month or so to get in for that. So all of that aside, let's talk about screen time. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but when the screen time feature first came out on Apple, a lot of people were pretty shocked to see how much time they were spending on their phones. 
Now, I just did a very quick Google search just to see what the average screen time was for adults. The first result that comes up for me is that the average adult spent three and a half hours per day, and this was reported back in 2019. Then the next one that I see down, which is from healthpartners.com, says that the average adult spends eight and a half hours of screen time per day. Now, I don't know about you, but if you hear that and you're thinking, wow, I could get so much more done with that time. That is pretty much what I think every single time I look at my screen time for the day. And like I said, this is something that I have been really passionate about for a long time, even since before Apple released that feature. It's something that I started tracking a couple of years ago, and it has been amazing to see how much time gets wasted on our phones. And I am assuming that because you're listening to this episode, this is something that you've wondered about. And I think for me, it is always very just eye-opening to think about what I could use that time for instead. Now, I know our phones are part of our businesses. We have to have them. Every time I talk about not being on social media, I always get comments about people thinking, well, your business is on your phone. You have to be on social media. And I want to challenge that thought for you because I think most of the time we are not spending time really building our businesses on Instagram. We're spending time scrolling the feed, getting sucked into stories, and there's a time and place for all of those things. But At the end of the day, I really believe that we have to have better boundaries for our screen time and how we are spending our time. So back before Apple had that handy little widget feature where you can see your screen time and be shocked every time that you see it, I was using an app called Moment. And this feature was awesome because I was able to really start tracking my time. And what I really liked about that app in particular, which I'm pretty sure is still around, is I could actually hide certain apps. So for example, if I didn't really wanna track the time that I spent texting or on the phone, or maybe even using Voxer with business friends, I could hide that. Because really at the end of the day, what I was mostly concerned about was how much time am I spending on Instagram? Because there are very few times where I feel like Instagram is very life-giving for me. The few times are honestly when I'm actually having conversations in my DMs. It's rarely when I am just scrolling through the feed or looking through stories. And so I started to quickly realize that one of the biggest energy drains for me is consuming too much content. So that could mean that I'm just getting sucked into Instagram stories or watching a video for too long. I'm not really a video watching kind of person in general, but even something like listening to podcasts, there are times when I just have too much and I can't get my own thoughts out because I'm so overconsumed with other people's thoughts and ideas from just consuming too much content. And I have really lowered my tolerance over the last couple of years of how much I can handle. I can probably be on Instagram stories for no more than five minutes at a time. I just can't handle it. I get way too burnt out. And it's been something that's been really good for my mental health just to make sure that I'm guarding that time and being wise with how I spend it. But often we are just spending so much time consuming content. And then when it comes to creating content, we feel like our creative energy is zapped and we just don't know what to say. And often this is because we're falling into that comparison trap of thinking that other people's content is better than ours or that, oh, we should have thought of that idea first. And so it's a very fine line. And I really think that it starts with being more intentional with your screen time. I want you to really think about what do you want to use your phone for? Now, this might seem really silly, but I think when we stop to think about what is our phone really for and what do we want it to be for, it's rarely 
the moments of getting sucked into Instagram stories or getting lost on YouTube or browsing someone else's perfect life on Facebook. We rarely think of those being the way that we want to spend our time, but those are in reality the way that we spend a lot of our screen time. So even if you regularly post on Instagram or you do live videos on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, maybe you spend a lot of time calling your loved ones far away or your neighbors, you really don't have to be glued to your phone. We usually have our phones in our pockets or in our bras or just if we lose our phone for five minutes, we freak out about it. And I think this is just because we've been conditioned to be looking for that notification to pop up. So if you want to use your phone for connection, then you might want to set some guidelines for what that is going to look like. Maybe that looks like checking in at a certain time to see if you have any text messages or checking your DMs twice a day so that you can get back to people quickly. But at the end of the day, you are in control of your phone and how much you use it. And your phone does not control you, even though it might feel like it sometimes. So some practical ways that you can lower screen time. So again, I think first we have to focus on the root problem of feeling like we have no energy to create content. And I think that is because we are spending too much time consuming other people's content or wasting time on Facebook or whatever it is that you're doing on your phone. And if you don't feel like that, that's totally fine. You have permission to turn off this episode and not listen to the rest of it. But if you chose to listen to this episode in the first place, I'm going to assume that it's because you would like a little bit less screen time in your life. So a couple of practical ways that you can lower screen time. And most of these things are things that I have done myself. And so I know that they work at least for me. But the first is to track your time with those built-in features that your phone has or with another app like Moment. And I'll put a link to Moment in the show notes as well. The next is to challenge yourself to keep your screen time under a specific amount. So let's say that you first open up your screen time app and it tells you that you have spent an average of four hours on your phone every day this week. Well, your goal for next week is going to be to reduce that by 15 minutes. You're going to say, I want to spend no more than three hours and 45 minutes. Maybe it's even more that you want to do, but I find that if you go from four and try to say, I'm going to spend less than an hour on my phone, you're probably not going to be able to stick to that. So it's better to just incrementally go down. And you might also look at these specific apps that you are using. Because again, if you're spending four hours talking to your grandmother who lives across the country, you may not be so worried about that. But if you're spending four hours a day on Instagram, you might want to change that habit. So really think about what amount of time do you want to spend on specific things that you're using your phone for, or it can be the overall screen time for the entire day. I usually try to keep my screen time to under two hours a day, which again, when I add up two hours, a day for every week. That's 14 hours of time that I could have for a lot of other things. And I know for most of America that the screen time is actually much higher than that. So that's another great way to lower your screen time too, is by getting yourself to do other things. Again, right now you're spending a lot of time at home and maybe there's not a lot of things that you can do, but I found that on days where I'm working, I have way less screen time. It's usually under an hour. On days where I'm out on a hike with my kids, it's my screen time is practically non-existent. Whereas on days where I'm feeling sad or like there's nothing to do or just kind of in a weird funk, my screen time is usually way higher than normal. And it's because I'm getting sucked into that bad habit of just trying to fill my time with something. 
Another thing that you can do is to delete apps that are a time suck from your phone. So for me, this looks like regularly deleting Instagram from my phone. And it may be in a time where I'm actually publishing content on Instagram, but I will go and check it on my computer instead. For whatever reason, the website of Instagram is not as enticing on your desktop at all. So if you're looking to break the habit of using Instagram, go check it on your desktop computer or your laptop because it is not going to be as addicting at all. It just does not look the same and it there's just something about it being on a computer screen versus a phone that just does not have the same effect. But maybe you find that you're spending a lot of time on other apps. I know I tried Marco Polo for a long time with some friends and I was just spending so much time on my phone that I just had to delete it. I had to tell my friends, all right, we're going to have to go back to just texting and calling because this app is way too time consuming for me and I don't want to be on my phone this much every day. This is probably one of the biggest ones for me, but turn off notifications for everything. I think I get notifications for Voxer, my texts, and my calls, and that is probably about it. I really don't get notifications for anything else on my phone, and that is very intentional because if I'm doing something else, I don't want my attention drawn back to my phone. I really want to be in control of when I see things on my phone. And I know some of you are thinking, well, what if you miss something? And sure, there are times that I miss things and there are times that maybe a message gets missed or a phone call or a voicemail or something like that. But I've never had it be something that was urgent that I, you know, missed out on something super important. Most of the time it's something that can wait. And I think people start to get used to you not being immediately responsive to things. And I think that's actually a good thing. So if you have those apps that really suck you in, you can also set timers for yourself so that you don't end up spending more time than you want to. I know Jillian O'Keefe from Jillian Finding Happy, she talks about spending, I think it's 10 or 15 minutes a day on Instagram and really spending that time with connecting with other people and commenting and engaging with people. And that amount of time every day can be so much more life-giving and so much more impactful for growing your Instagram following than just sitting and scrolling for 25 minutes. So if you have apps that really suck you in and you have a hard time getting off, set a timer and just have the diligence to put it away when that timer goes off. When you are in an environment where you don't want to use your phone or you just need a break, put your phone face down on the counter or on the desk or wherever you are so that you're not as tempted to look at it. Again, this is going to help you to not see those notifications and get sucked back in. And you can also practice putting your phone in another room or on do not disturb or airplane mode for a period of the day. So especially when I'm working, I do this a lot because I really need to be focused on my work, obviously, and I don't want to get distracted and have my work take longer than it should. And so I will often put my phone on do not disturb and put it in my desk drawer, or I often will just leave my phone in the other room when I go outside to play with my boys or go on a walk, things like that. I just don't want to be distracted by my phone. And I know that I will be very tempted to be if it's in my pocket or if it's with me. So I just try to keep my phone away and not on me as often as I can. And again, these are habits that I've really been building for a long time. So don't be discouraged if these things feel like they're just crazy to you. That's okay. But I think these are things you can work up to and just pick one of these tactics to lower your screen time one at a time. And eventually, if it's anything like my experience has been, you will find that you feel so much lighter and so much freer without being so tied to your phone. So the other thing that you can do is really start to create those boundaries around your screen time. So again, you can start by looking at the time limits that you have. And I think Android has this as well, but I know for sure that Apple has a way where you can limit the amount of time that you can use certain apps. If you want to take this one step further, you can actually have your partner or a friend 
probably not a friend unless it's someone that you live with, actually set the time for you and set a password for it so that you can't even unlock it. This would be something where if you are really feeling like you need a hard detox from these things, this would be a great way to do it. But you can set your Instagram limit to 30 minutes a day. And when you run out of time, you can't access it again until you enter that password. And even sometimes for me, I know my own password, but having to unlock it and set another timer for it is really eye-opening for me and will sometimes just get me out of the idea of feeling like I need to check Instagram because I'll realize, no, it can wait till tomorrow and then I'll just wait and the message or whatever I was looking for will be there in the morning. And so this is really just a personal preference about whether you want to set these boundaries, what you want them to be. But I have found this is probably one of the biggest things that has helped me to decrease the amount of time that I spend on Instagram. And it is rare that I spend more than 30 minutes a day on Instagram. And even that is a number that I want to get down even further because I don't need to be spending 30 minutes a day consuming other people's content. So really just think about what you want those boundaries to look like and remember that you are in control of your phone. Your phone is not in control of you and you get to decide how often and when you want to use it. But also know that screen addiction is like a real thing and it's especially prevalent for kids these days. I'm actually going to link to two podcast episodes that are really helpful with this. So one is from The Purpose Gathering and it's an episode about screen addiction for kids specifically and teens and just setting boundaries within your family. And I would highly recommend it if you have children of any age to listen to it. It was super eye-opening for me. And then the other episode is from Eat Blog Talk and it was an episode about entrepreneurs and tech addiction with Amy Morin. And this was a really great episode just to hear some of the impacts that screen addiction can have and just eye-opening for all of us who most likely are in some way or form addicted to technology in some way. And so again, I'll link to those episodes in the show notes because I think sometimes we can just feel guilty about how much time we're spending on our phone, but we forget that there is an actual addiction component to this and these apps are designed to keep us on them. Another great resource for this is if you haven't seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, it is very eye-opening for just how technology and social media are designed to work and why they are so enticing and so addictive. So if you haven't watched that documentary, I would highly recommend it. Like I said, it's just very eye-opening for a lot of these things. Another thing that you can think about is what is the trigger for you? So I've talked a lot about notifications because for me, that was the biggest trigger for me getting sucked back into my phone. And I'll be honest, there are times when I come back to my phone and there's 20 notifications from different things and I feel terrible that I miss them. But then I remember that there was nothing that urgent and whatever I was doing was more important to me at that time. And that is totally okay. But what is the trigger for you that pulls you back into your phone? It could be an Instagram notification. It could be a phone call. It could be just boredom or avoiding emotions. I know this is a huge one for people, especially with all that our year last year in 2020 had. It makes complete sense that a lot of us were trying to avoid dealing with certain things that were going on in our lives through that year. But once you figure out what that thing is that's triggering you to overuse your phone, it can really help you to put boundaries in place and begin to have a more healthy relationship with your screen. Because again, our devices are such a great tool and we do use them for running our businesses, especially as food bloggers. I know that there are legitimate things that you have to do on your phone, but there are a lot of things that don't have to be done on your phone. For example, you don't have to have analytics on your phone. I know some of you are cringing hearing that. You don't even have to post content from your phone. You can schedule most of that through schedulers and have it go up on autopilot or just be able to push it manually through your phone. There are just a lot of ways that you can 
do things that might seem more inconvenient, but in the long run, if it helps you to have a better relationship with technology and to have a more freeing feeling away from your phone, then I think it is worth it to be a little bit inconvenienced. Okay, so the final section of tips for this episode is how you can create more content. So like I said, I think really first you have to tackle the first problem, which is likely that you are feeling overwhelmed and burnt out and you have no idea what you want to post. I've been there so many times. I still go there a lot of the time, but really I think this often comes from overconsumption of content and imposter syndrome and the comparison game. But when you step away from consuming so much content, you may find that you are more inspired. When you take that extra hour of screen time and you do something else that's more enjoyable for you, you may find that you have something else to post about or talk about or it's just a freer feeling for you to have the mental capacity to be able to think about what kind of content you want to share on social media. So here are a few specific tips that you can use to create more content. And to get more content out there, because that is another huge part of this, is it's not just about creating the content, it's also about sharing it as well. So I highly recommend using a scheduler for social media. This can work for Instagram or Facebook. There are lots of different ones that you can use. For Instagram specifically, I love using Planoly, and I use their free plan, and it helps me be able to schedule posts to my feed, and it also helps me to schedule posts to my stories. This is something I just started using for the podcast episodes specifically. And this is something that I can just easily schedule ahead of time. And then it will just pop up with a notification, one of the few that I allow, to go in and manually post that story. And I would much rather have that two minute task of going and posting than trying to find the images and writing the captions and putting them up there and ultimately getting sucked into Instagram. So I would highly recommend using a scheduler for as much of your content as you can so that you can break free of just feeling like you have to be on all the time. And then I also would recommend creating a time block to actually do that work of scheduling your tasks. So make this something that is recurring, make it part of your CEO day, whatever you need to do to make it happen, but make this something that regularly happens so that you don't fall behind and it just becomes a rhythm in your business. The next tip is to take photos and videos in real time, but don't feel like you have to post them in real time. So Liz from The Clean Eating Couple actually does this really well. I know that when she shoots her photos for like a recipe that she's developing, she will take photos and videos on her phone, but she won't post them until the recipe goes live. Sometimes she'll do like a behind the scenes or something like that, but often she saves it for when the recipe goes live. And this really helps to not feel like you have to share every moment of what you're doing. And you also are just batching your content in a way where you are kind of getting two birds with one stone because you've created the recipe and you don't have to go and recreate it again when the recipe goes live on your site in order to be able to talk about it on Instagram stories or on your feed. You also want to create a time block for engaging on social media or responding to messages. This is probably one of the biggest objections that I hear from people about not spending time on social media is, you know, what if I miss something and how will I still be able to engage with people and grow my Instagram account? And I think it can easily be done just through sending that block of time to go in and do that on a daily or weekly basis, however often you need to do it. This could largely depend on your following and how many messages you're getting on a daily basis. But for the most part, as long as you're responding to people within a day or two, it's going to be totally fine and people 
people are not going to be outraged that you didn't get back to them right away. Now, of course, there are certain situations where this is different. Like if you are launching something, you have a course, things where people do need instant access, but I would recommend that they go through your email address for that anyway. But just in case, it's definitely a good routine to just get into the habit of checking it every couple of days. This goes back to the idea of comparison and just really guarding how much content you're consuming, but regularly audit who you are following. I probably unfollow people on a daily basis when I get into Instagram stories because I will see something that I don't like, I don't want to see it, it triggers something else in me, and I'm very unapologetic about unfollowing those people because I don't need to have that negativity in my life, and especially when I am going to Instagram for inspiration or for, you know, just to connect with somebody that I haven't talked to in a while, then I don't need to have things that are triggering for me in any way. So regularly go through who you are following and unfollow people that you don't want to see their content. You can also hide people's stories or posts. You can mute them. So that's another really great way if you don't want to unfollow somebody but you don't want to see their content, you can simply unfollow them in that way by muting them but you still remain a follower of theirs. And then the last tip for creating more content specifically for social media is to break beyond the recipe content. I talked about this in an episode not too long ago about how to create more content in general. And I think often food bloggers get really stuck in just sharing recipes, but there is so much other content that you can share, even just around food, around tips for making food, so many different ways that you can break apart your recipe content into multiple types of content and it can be a really great way to take one idea, one concept and break it into multiple concepts for multiple social media posts. You can spread it out over the course of the month and it can make really batching your content so much easier. All right, friends, that is all I have to say today about tackling your screen time, reducing that screen time in order to free up more creative brain space for creating more content or just doing things in your life that you would rather be doing than sitting on your phone. And, you know, I hope that this episode was encouraging. I definitely don't mean for it to be condemning in any way. And I think every single person is on a different part of their journey with figuring out what makes the most sense for them in terms of screen time and screen use. And I think at the end of the day, if you feel great about the way that you used your phone, regardless of how much time you spent on it, then that is totally fine. But again, if you listen to this episode, I have a feeling that there was something nudging you inside that maybe one of your goals for this year is to have less time on your screens and If that's the case, then I would highly recommend taking a few of these tips and trying to implement them and just seeing how it feels. You can always go back to using your phone more, but I have found, at least in my life, the more that I unplug from it, the happier I feel, the more opportunities I have for genuine connection with people. I remember there was a time a friend of mine got rid of Instagram and Facebook for an entire year and the conversations we had to have because we didn't know about each other's lives from Instagram were so much better and so much deeper. And so I would just encourage you to give this a shot. Give it a try. Give yourself a social media break for the weekend and just try to start implementing some of these things. Again, I've said this a couple of times in this episode, but you are in control of your phone. Your phone is not in control of you. And I think as entrepreneurs who feel like we have to be tied to our phone, that is definitely a reminder that we all need. Until next week, friends, have a good rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.